This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Five decades ago, John Wooten was part of the block in front of Cleveland that made Jim Brown a rushing champion and the Browns a perennial NFL power. Now John's still paving a path in the NFL, only this time as chairman of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, which promotes the hiring of minority candidates for head coach and front office vacancies. This month was big for John and the Alliance with the Hall of Fame induction of Tony Dungy, the first African-American coach to win a Super Bowl and a guy with the sixth best winning percentage of all time. And this day is a big one for us because we have John Wooten here. John, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hey, John, in his induction speech, Tony Dungy cited the 10 African-Americans who were assistant coaches when he broke into the NFL in 1977. You were a scout for the Cowboys back then. Did you ever envision the day when an African-American coach would be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, we were just thrilled really, to see Tony go in there on Saturday evening. The thing that really said in our mind as we reflected back was what had happened at Super Bowl 41 when Tony and Lucky were the first minority or African-American coaches to coach in the ultimate game of NFL football, and that is the Super Bowl. So we knew at an early time that there were people out here that could coach. We had seen this as we reflected back all the way back to Fritz Pollard when he was coaching the attack and close. And, and this is what spurred us on to push, number one, for the Black Coaches Visitation Program under uh, Commissioner Pete Rozelle. Then we luckily got the break that we needed when Bill Walsh came aboard with his support and help in putting African-American or minority coaches into the position that they were. And then when the league under Commissioner Tagliabue moved to the diversity committee uh, after the study that had been done by Johnny Cochran and Cyrus Mary of diversity and inclusion committee headed by Ambassador Dan Rooney. So that's what really gave us football that we wanted in terms of being able to push forward. What, uh, in your mind, John, did the induction of Tony mean to the Fritz Pollard Alliance and, and, you know, for young uh, black coaches going forward? I I think that you you saw a real move of saying to the American public that there are minorities out here that, when given the opportunity— can excel and will excel. And, and this is why the Fritz Pollard under the Rooney Rule has been, in my opinion, a move that has made the National Football League the top pro sports league in the world. We're speaking with John Wooten, chairman of the Fritz Pollard Alliance on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkofhamenetwork.com. And John, there have been 47 NFL head coaching hires since 2010, but only seven of those jobs went to African Americans. Is the Rooney Rule working? Clark, you know, I, I can't even start to tell you how great the rule is working. It is working exceptionally well. First,
NFL to send you a chart of minorities throughout organizations all over the National Football League in all capacities, assistant head coaches, uh, offensive defensive coordinators, general managers, assistant general managers, directors, player personnel, all the way up to chief operating officer Kevin Warren at Minnesota. It, it, it is done since 2002, an outstanding of opportunities for minorities. John, is there anything you would do to tweak it? There, there are a couple of things. Rick, what I would like to do, and I've spoken to Ambassador Rooney, the commissioner on it, go all the way back, and I know you will remember Rick, George Young. George Young came with a program when he was working in the league office that gave a benefit to coaches who were 58 years old and had 17 years in the league. And that became the 75-year rule, that if you were fired and did not get a job, and this you were 58 years old and you'd been in the league 17 years, you would receive the same benefit that you would get at age 65. Hmm. Now, what this did was, if you were under contract to a team and you had the opportunity to make a vertical move to assistant head coach coordinator, you could move because you won the contract of the team. I would like to see that rule, that 75-year-old rule, eliminated. And therefore, if you got the opportunity to go to another team, and it's a vertical move. Now, understand, I'm not just saying hopping from DB to DB for more money, but if you had the opportunity to go to another team as a defensive coordinator, even though you were under contract to the particular team, you could still go. I would like to see that change. I'll go back to what we used to have. Let's see it that way. Now, the second side is if a team such as the Chicago Bears, John Fox, loses his coordinator to Miami, then he has to bring in a diverse slate candidate to take that position. John, you know, Romeo Cornell and Hugh Jackson were fired as NFL head coaches after one season. Lovey Smith was fired in Tampa after two. Leslie Frazier only lasted three years uh, with the Vikings, and Herman uh, Edwards three years with the Chiefs. And I'm just wondering, you know, you saw us hear about these five-year plans. All the coaches got five-year plans. Do you have any concerns that there's less patience with minority head coaches than either than there should be, or that there are, frankly, with with white head coaches? Not, not really. I, that, you know, we look at it point, and, and the only thing that we have that bothered me was the year that Lovey Smith went ten and six over at Chicago, and he gets fired. You know, I mean, when you win 10 games in the National Football League, you have done a lot of things right. You know, and, and, and then the other thing that sort of bothers me is the fact that now Romeo is still in the league, Hugh Jackson got another chance. Those things are great, as, as, which is the same position. Look at North Turner and... He's, he's had two or three shots, and now he's where I think he belongs. And I love Arthur, but I think that he's more of a coordinator than he is a head coach. And I think that happens. 
fortunate for Hugh Jackson, Marv Lewis, and, and, and Mike Brown was able to bring him back to Cincinnati, and he proved his ability, and now he's at Cleveland as a head coach. Those are the kind of things that happen, and that's why it is so important that you continually push for preparation so that when the opportunity comes, you're ready to Can't let you get away without asking you a Jim Brown question. Those eight rushing titles in nine seasons, was it Jim Brown or was it his blocking? It was Jim Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Jim had one simple rule, and that is give me the line of Hey, hey, John, did Jim ever tell you, get out of my way? <laughs> no, but he told my good friend Chuck Noll that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, thanks so much. Thanks for joining hey, us. Listen, guys, thank you much. Thanks, John. Appreciate, appreciate it. The league is a great league for us all. Thanks for the time. And you know what? Best of luck with the Fritz Pollard Alliance. Uh, this league could use more and a lot more Tony Dungies. Thanks again, John. Well, we all it's good for the league. Thank you much. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. So that was John Wooten of the Fritz Pollard Alliance. And, guys, what do you think about what he had to say? I mean, do you believe that the Pollard Alliance is doing its job or are clubs circumnavigating the Rooney Rule? Goose? Yeah, I think they've always been circumnavigating it. I go back to the early days of the rule when it seemed like Sherman Lewis and Jimmy Ray were going to every club for the interview, usually the first one in and then sent home, and then they went about picking their – their head coach, I think, uh, I think that's still being done. I don't think the league is getting serious about it yet. Ron, yeah, well, I tend to think the same. I know my friend Archell uh, told me stories about going to several interviews, including one in Miami, where you knew there was no job there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're sort of, oh, okay, maybe, you know, in case of a heart attack or something, you go and interview. But uh, and that's got to be a, t- a difficult thing to sort of know you're going in there and it's a dog and pony show. Uh, John thinks otherwise, you know. I mean, he's got his finger on the pulse. Uh, but I just think overall hasn't worked as well as it should have. Well, Ron, what's not a difficult thing is to stop right here and go to a break. When we return, we're going to name our Hall of Fame of backup quarterbacks, and maybe, maybe Denver can start one of them. This is the Talk of Fame Network.